Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Hello, you're listening to Brainwaves on FreeCR. I'm Daniel, and today I'm here with Kathy. Hello. And we are going to talk about social anxiety. So I think it's probably quite hard for people to imagine social anxiety because a lot of people, you know, they do they interact with us all day, and it's kind of like socialising is just something you do all the time, and a lot of people don't even think about it. But when you've got social anxiety, obviously you're probably thinking about it quite a lot. So... To give an example of what social anxiety is, I thought we'd talk about our own experiences of social anxiety and how they've affected us. Uh, would you like to start? Okay, uh, mine was pretty bad. Uh, I remember back um, some time ago when every time I'd leave the house and I was around people, I would experience social anxiety. Um, simple things like talking to a neighbour, shop assistant or dinner with a group of friends would make me pretty anxious. I remember I was invited to a a good friend's birthday party where I didn't know many people at the party except for her and I guess the weeks leading up to the party I would feel a lot of anxiety before the event and on the day I was so anxious that I had to go to the pharmacy for some supplements. (laughs) So even before the the party for weeks beforehand you're already thinking about like having to go there? Yeah, I did. I was dreading it. So why were you dreading it? What was the, what thoughts were going through you through your head? Oh, just all sort of all sorts of negative thoughts. Um, you know, like um, I won't be able to you know socialize with the people there. Um, I'll feel very uncomfortable, and you know, I don't really want to be there. <laughs> my my mind just went through every single negative scenario possible. I can kind of uh, understand that experience as well. Like thinking about something literally weeks beforehand before it's even happened thinking about all this stuff that's probably going to happen usually what I think is a I'm going to embarrass myself in some way or I'm going to show myself up or something's going to happen that everyone's going to laugh at me or something like that so are those types of things that will go through your head yeah yeah all those things (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to every single thing (laughs) so social anxiety it does only affect you before an event happens when you actually get into the event so say you were going to the party, before the party you're worrying about it, but once you get to the party, is that it? Once you're there, it's like there's no, no more social anxiety? Um, when I was at the party, I walked in and I, um, like mentally and physically, I was very distressed. Yeah, and I couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> so like, actually one of the things I think the hardest thing to do is to is to walk into a place for mm. me. You walk in and you don't know what you're doing. I think that's... 
Yeah. You don't know where your friend is. You don't know, yeah. where, should, I, should I go and sit over there with those strangers? And do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's um, something people sort of generally sort of have when they go to a party anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have social anxiety, <laughs> it sort of magnifies and becomes even worse. So what would you do in the, the hypothetical situation that you were going to, you go into your friend's party and you don't really know many people. Yeah. You turn up, you get into the room and you look around and you, you don't recognize anyone. Oh, usually I get, I mean, well, this is this particular occasion. Yeah. I got so overwhelmed. I, I really was not even aware of what my, of my surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just mainly sort of um, try not to freak out and let people see you have a panic attack. That was yeah. mostly what I was, you know, trying to focus on. Yeah, just are you just like so out of it, kind of? Like, yeah, just just not very, just very being, just very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have you ever been in a situation where you've got so uncomfortable that you've just left? Um. Or, not? or do you always just like push through the push through the anxiety? I I don't know. It's just I've always just sort of pushed through. Um. Well, back back then, I always just sort of was push through the situation and I was just used to always I Worrying. guess suffering <laughs> <laughs> so I've uh, been thinking about my own experiences of social anxiety and I've, so I'll give you a situation that I was in last week and you can tell me what you would have done in the situation so I went to McDonald's uh, just across the road from 3CR and uh, it was really busy because it was around lunchtime and there was only t- there was only two girls working like just behind the the counter. So there was one girl taking orders and there was one girl putting together the orders. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was like making burgers and stuff like that. Uh, so I ordered my food and then a few minutes later, the woman putting together the orders, she said, number 140. And I went, oh yeah, it's mine. And I looked down and she hadn't put a drink on my uh, my tray. So I had the burger, I had the fries, but I didn't have the drink. Yep. And she noticed. She, so she said, uh, oh, you haven't got a drink. I'll get your drink for you. So I watched her go out to get my drink, and uh, just before she was she got my drink, somebody else came over to her, like another worker, and said, "Oh, you need to do the, you need to do this thing." So she went off to do the fries or whatever, and then she went back to putting the orders together. So she'd actually forgotten about me, and I could tell she'd forgotten about me. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. I was standing there. She'd forgotten about my drink. Yep. I couldn't talk to the other girl there because. She was taking orders. I didn't want to push in because I felt like I'd be really awkward and didn't know how to handle the situation. Mm. So so what would you have done in this situation? What, this is the problem. You, you haven't got your drink. The girl's forgotten about you. What would you do? It's, uh, you know, well, if weird... it was me in the past, yeah. I would have struggled. <laughs> yeah. I would have just sort of um, maybe just left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now... Yeah. Um, I've been practicing, um, you know, to be more assertive. Yeah. So I would have approached them in, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and tr- tried to tell them <laughs> that she forgot my drink. Yeah. And, yeah. That's not what I did. I actually just walked away and didn't get my drink. Yeah. So it's kind of like another example of social anxiety. It's like even when you get into problems, like social problems, sometimes yeah. you, you kind of like panic and you don't know how to sort yeah. it out. Because you you think that um like you want to bother other people you yeah. don't know how to handle it you think you're gonna screw up yeah like I I was like that I yeah. I know 
very well what's what that's like i used to be awful around customer service people i'd paid for the drink basically so i i was completely yeah. in the right she'd forgotten yeah, about me yeah. i should just gone over and said you know oh, i've got my drink can you get my drink for me and they yeah. would be like oh no but i'll get your drink for you yeah but in my head i was working enough to be much much larger than i actually was yeah that's and that's like that's definitely social anxiety there yeah, yeah. like yeah. where it's like catastrophizing yeah definitely yeah catastrophizing like yep. uh making something seem yeah. much larger than it actually is like yeah exactly all, all it really was was uh, asking for a coke but in yeah. my mind it was like everyone was staring at me and thinking yeah. this guy over here hasn't got his coke yeah and what was worse was because i was waiting to see if she'd re- recognize and like after a certain amount of time went by i was thinking she's gonna she's gonna turn around now and wonder why i haven't actually said anything yeah so now i'm gonna look even worse yeah so yeah. in the end i just walked away because like, i couldn't handle the situation yeah uh, and that, yeah. That, that's the thing because if people um haven't experienced social anxiety they would look in and sort of not, yeah. not understand why someone might not understand why someone would you know behave that way yeah yeah like, but i guess there's a lot of distorted thinking there but it's also like being in the moment as well it's like yeah. it's like the clock's almost ticking a lot yeah. of the time it's yeah. like even when you're having a conversation with someone and they say something and they're looking at you for an answer, it's like the clock's ticking, the pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, it just gets worse because of all the thoughts in your head and yeah, yeah, like you said, people looking at you and yeah. yeah. Well, they probably weren't even looking at me. They're, yeah, like, they weren't. They're probably they're like probably the just like too busy. <laughs> yeah, they weren't looking at you. At all. <laughs> they wouldn't even notice you. They had no clue that you, all this yeah, was going on. Yeah, because yeah. it was all happening inside my head. I think that's why, like. No one would even know that was happening to me yeah. in that moment. Yeah. I think, yeah, in a lot of the cases, people can't really tell that they're yeah. experiencing these. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess there's this idea that the voice in your head sounds so loud to you that you think other people can hear it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, not in a kind of... Well, that is all you can hear at the time, you know? Yeah. These are your, your, that's your experience and that's your reality at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, can you think of any times when you've avoided social anxiety and how did you avoid it? Avoidance. Would uh, drinking a lot of alcohol <laughs> be considered <laughs> avoidance? I don't know if that's avoidance, but that, that's obviously something you can use to cope, isn't it? Cause yeah. I guess one one of, sort of avoidance that I do, I, I think you just sort of have coping mechanisms when yeah. you're around people. Yeah. As in you become very quiet. Yeah, you don't you don't um, sort of participate in the conversation as much. Get involved in discussions. Yeah, yeah. So are you actually wanting to get involved in those discussions, or is it just I hate you feel it. you can't do it. I oh, know I hated getting involved in um, discussions, and I I was just very happy not to be involved. <laughs> so was this when you were younger? Or was this still now? Do you think do you feel um, that way as well? It was pretty bad when I was younger, um, to the point. I, everyone just sort of knew me as, um, uh, yeah, just pretretty quiet, Kathy, I suppose. yeah, now so, nowadays yeah. it's better, but I still have an aversion to um, being involved with discussions. <laughs> so you were like the the quiet girl in the corner of the class that everyone knew is like quiet Kathy kind of. Yep. I think one of the things I've learned over time is that it is okay to be a quiet person if that's who you are. Mm. And that uh, probably ties into, like, introversion. But I feel like uh, there's a connection between my introversion and social anxiety. It's because, like, when you're an introvert, you don't really, you don't really want to socialise as much as other people. Mm, yep. You don't really go out of your way to do it. Or I don't, anyway. And obviously that means my social skills haven't, haven't got any better. Yeah. 
and it came to a point where I needed those social skills and they weren't there and that just created more social anxiety because now I knew I couldn't be in social situations. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. have the skills to do it. Yeah, because you would be judging yourself. Yeah, yeah. And like I knew I was, I didn't know how to speak to people, didn't know what to say and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like... It would make it even worse. Yeah. yeah, so even more avoidance came yeah. about then. Yep. So I feel like my social anxiety is a lot, was a lot tied into my introversion yeah. in a way. Yeah. Have you had a similar experience to that or... Um, I don't know. I was reading something about um, social anxiety and introversion. Um, I think some article about some guy was saying how um, when he was young, yeah, he was um, very shy and he was so scared of talking to people. Mm-hmm. But when he got older, um, he became less shy and scared, but he still was not comfortable sort of being around people a lot. Yeah. So he explained it as when he was young, he sort of had that, sort of shyness and social anxiety but as he got older he became more confident and he was less scared but he still had that sort of introverted side to him I feel like I've been the same like uh, I had a lot of social anxiety when I was younger and I don't really have that now Mm. not as bad anyway yeah now I still choose when I want to socialize it's kind of weird it's like I don't but it's not a bad thing you just do whatever is you're comfortable with All right, so this seems like a good time to have a break. So we're going to play a song and then we'll be back. You're back to Brainwaves on Free CR with me, Daniel, and Kathy. Uh, We're talking about social anxiety and how it's had an effect on us. So we've talked about before the party. We've talked about during the party. What about afterwards? Like, does your social anxiety affect you afterwards? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Um, I could even bring up an example recently where I went to a party. Yeah. And... um, I think for like after the party and for the next one or two days, I was just exhausted. <laughs> you were exhausted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because it took so much out of you to be there. It was just because you know when you go to the party, there's a lot of people there, mm. so there's a lot of um, stimulation going yeah. on. There's a lot of people you have to talk to, a lot of things you have to do, and and then yeah, and then it took me the next few days to sort of recover from that. So something something I do is like. If I've been in a bad situation, I'll play it back in my head over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that's what actually adds to the exhaustion as well. Yeah. For the next few days, that takes you to recover because you, you sort of go over how, like, oh, you could have done this better, you could have yeah. done that better. If you've got social anxiety and you've gone to a party, you should probably be patting yourself on the back and saying, good job, you've managed yeah, seven yeah. hours of party, you know? But yeah. instead, probably <laughs> go back home and you start thinking, oh, why did I say that? Or yeah, why did a, I do this? And that that is a I think a danger with having social anxiety yeah. is that you yeah you are like you're right you are being brave putting yourself out there but you overlook all those things yeah yeah and you just focus on all the things that you didn't do well yeah and how you're feeling yeah. so it's kind of like a, it can be a downward spiral like a lot of uh, yeah, mental yeah. health things like you can yeah. go into a party that should probably be helping you but instead it can actually be a burden because you're actually Mm. You're just making yourself feel worse by repeating all these negative things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I think this is a good time for us to talk about how we've overcome social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I think I really started to really started to get better once I started traveling because I've been traveling for like four years. Oh, that's another <laughs> I, I think I think the listeners would want to know about. How does someone <laughs> with social anxiety travel? <laughs> well... It was good for me because it was like a fresh start. When I first left home, I went to Canada and I lived there for a year. And that was a chance for me to to be the person I wanted to be. 
it's kind of weird because when I was back home, I had all these people around me that they knew me as a certain person and I felt like I couldn't kind of be anything other than what they thought I was going to be. Like you were talking earlier about being the quiet girl in the, the corner or whatever. It's like uh, when everybody knows you as the, the quiet person in the corner, it's like kind of hard to break out of that. It is, yeah, definitely. Because everybody's expecting that from you, you know, and getting away into traveling was kind of my way of getting out of that because nobody knew who I was, so it'd be anyone... And another thing was, if I went to social situations and I screwed it up, like, I could just as easily never see those people again. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> it was like, uh, it kind of frees you away, in a way, from your anxiety. Yep. And that's helped, and going through those social situations has helped me kind of gain a bit more confidence. So, uh, so what's, what's helped you to, to, uh, to ease your social anxiety? Okay, some of the things I've done was, I've done um, CBT. And what did they do in CBT? Was that about looking at your behaviours when you are experiencing social anxiety? Oh, uh, you basically you challenge your negative thoughts um, with alternative thoughts. So you were disputing your negativity. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess the thing with social anxiety is, you know, you go to a social event and your your mind is filled with, mm. you know, clouded with all these negative thoughts. And a lot of the time they're irrational and yeah. distorted. Yeah. So yeah, so you so part of CBT is just challenging those thoughts. Um yeah, and other stuff you can do is uh breathing exercises, muscle relaxation, and um and you do the exposure part for a CBT as well. Mm-hmm. So gradual exposure to social events, which is kind of what you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of just what I've done on my, my yeah, own. Yeah, you've cold, done on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, they've got a like a model for that, which is part of CBT's just gradual exposure. So I've been doing that. Um, done that a lot because um, that's why I've been going to a lot of social events over the past, mm. um, like last year and this year, just pushing myself to go to all <laughs> these events. Um, so yes, I did CBT. I did a. Um, few months of um an anxiety group workshop Mm -hmm. and i do exercise and meditation and yeah these are some of the some of the things i've done for my social anxiety so a lot of those things do you think they just help your general mental health as well yeah yeah definitely yeah because i think uh, you shouldn't just think of it as i've got social anxiety now i need to cure myself of social anxiety Mm. because there's probably other stuff going on as well you know yeah yeah when you have social anxiety there are underlying mm. um causes for that yeah yeah but you can get better because we've we've gotten better yeah yeah definitely yeah i don't think there's like a cure i don't think you can <laughs> i hated this idea that you can cure yeah become like james bond overnight or something like that you know like some debonair yeah confident person no i mean um i still have plenty of moments where i'm Awkward, uncomfortable, yeah. um, exhausted. Yeah. But um, well, I had that moment last week at McDonald's. Yeah. Which just goes and to I show. had that moment at the party. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think um, just through doing all these um, things to um, make progress, I think my well-being has definitely improved. Yeah. And my relationships with people have improved as well. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Social anxiety must come from somewhere and something's caused it. So uh, in your case, is there any? would you like to talk about what caused your social anxiety? 
Um, I guess there's a few things that I can trace back to my past. Um, some of them are traumatic school experiences and growing up with a parent who was mentally unwell. So I guess a huge part of my social anxiety was because of the environment I grew up in, learned behaviours from family and some part my own temperament, I guess. So it's not just one thing usually, is it? It's like, or in my case, it wasn't. It wasn't just one thing that I had there. I think it was like a load of factors came together until I was at this point and that's when I had social anxiety. I, I wouldn't go back and say that like one event or one thing yeah. has caused it, you know? Yep. It's just kind of been a gradual, as I say, learned behaviours. So what about you, Daniel? Um... <laughs> I'm kind of similar. Uh, as I say, there's like not really one thing that that influenced it. I think uh, some of it was bullying, I think. When I was around 16, I started my first job and I got bullied quite badly there. And that really, you'd think when you get bullied, I'd probably hate the bully and think you're so wrong about all the stuff they're doing and stuff like that. But instead, it just made me really introspective and made me think maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe Mm. I do deserve to be bullied. And it made me kind of go into myself and think about all these things, you know, and worry and wonder about whether I am good enough and all that stuff. But that was only one thing. Another thing, one of my parents is actually quite very a critical person. Like, whenever I do something, it's like, uh, it's kind of like nothing is good enough. And even if you've done something good, it's like mm. you haven't done well enough, you know? And I think I've learned that behavior. So I'm really critical of myself as well. It's like I can never do well enough in a situation. So yep. after I've been in a social situation afterwards, I'll be very critical of myself and look at myself and look at every little thing I've done with like a microscope and until do do feel like I haven't done good enough. But again, as I've mentioned earlier, I think being introverted has played a part. Because uh, my problems actually got to the worst when I was at university. And a lot, a lot of it was because I was an introvert and everyone else was an extrovert and everybody else was going out and partying at the weekend and stuff like that. And I didn't really like partying. So I started thinking after a while, like maybe there's a... Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, maybe I'm a sad loser, like not going out partying, and everyone else is doing this. Maybe I should be doing it as well. Why don't I like doing it? You know? Yeah. Sort of comparing uh, yourself. Yeah, to com- other com- comparing myself to others and thinking maybe I should yeah. be doing what they're doing. Yeah, and judging yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that have come together. Yeah. To like make that social anxiety. Yeah. And a lot of it is just insecurity. I think like. In that case, I was insecure about not going out with everyone else. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, uh, I didn't have enough confidence in myself to, to think this is the way I want to live life. This is who I want to be. Yeah. But it makes sense as in just your background. Yeah. Of why you would yeah. have social anxiety. Yeah. When, you, when you explain it like that, it makes, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Why you would, you know, would lead you to have social anxiety. Yeah. And then it's sort of when you went to university, it sort of manifested as well. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think that's about all we've got time for. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Brainwaves on Free CR. Next up is Renegade Economists. If you'd like to listen to some old Brainwaves podcasts, you can listen on our website, which is brainwaves.org.au. Uh, I've been Daniel, and I've been here with Kathy. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.